How she was and, okay. Until he takes off his mask, then it's like, dude, there's no mystery. It's boring. Yep. Yeah, but he's a cool guy. <laughs> Are you watching Midnight Mass? He's in Midnight Mass, that killer, and he's pretty good. What, uh, Robbie Smith, pray tell, what is Midnight Mass? It's the same director, uh, Mike Flanagan. And, uh, like in Gerald's game, that book, Midnight Mass, is on her dresser. In Hush, she's writing Midnight Mass. And then, so this, it's like the pinnacle of his, like, it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like a Stephen King like story. Um, oh, like small okay. town, small, like coastal town. Uh, it's good. Interesting. Where's this? Where's this available? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, baby. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, I bet. I'm currently. Uh, I, I'm. I'm on with Netflix withdrawals, dude. I had to cut them. You don't have Netflix? Not now. I mean, I probably will tomorrow. These things change <laughs> on a, a semi semi daily basis. October is going to be a good month for Netflix, or to have Netflix. Well, I mean, look, they got to step it up. You know, they're in the Halloween wars. Netflix and chills. Everything. N- Netflix and chills. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> Russell, where are you? What are you doing? What do you mean? I need you to be active, baby. We got our old buddy, Roberto. I know. He's in, I know. He's in La Casa. Robbie, how you been? How's, how's Massachusetts these days? It's good. The weather is wild. We get all of the rain that you guys don't get. So. Oh. I was just raining constantly. Not not constantly, but at least twice a week. Yeah, even in the summer, where it's like tropical, it's gnarly. But I mean, you're you're what a few weeks away from? Uh, I mean, how are the trees looking right now? We you know, in Massachusetts fall. I mean, that brings in the tourists, baby. It's big time over there. Yeah, they call them uh, leaf peepers. <laughs> Do they really? Hellosexual, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is beautiful. Um, it is hella pretty. Yeah. And they're like constantly falling. So it's like, it's all, all, it looks like it's in slow motion. Even, I mean, it's not, but you know. yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I did like my brief time I had over there. It's a, it's a very, it's a interesting place. Were you in Massachusetts for a stint or J- just New for, York? Uh, I was, I was in Massachusetts for a wedding uh, for one week. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. Yeah. And I enjoyed, what, what? My, I enjoyed my four days in Massachusetts. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Everybody, it's like everybody speaks like they're from a different world here. Truly, it's, yeah. It's not European. It's not British. It's like gobbledygook. Yeah, like like a lost language. Yeah, it's just old America. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's exactly. the oldest. Yeah. It's the oldest part of you know, um, America. And I think that. <laughs> I want, I don't know. I wanted to say civilized, but I was like, that sounds weird. <laughs> so I won't say civilized. So I'll just say American. Colonialized. Colonialized. That's <laughs> much, yeah. Better optics. Um, yeah. Colonialized. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a very interesting place. And it's just, yeah, sort of forgotten in time, especially like uh, just around Boston, like to get to Logan Airport. God, what a mess. Just these old antiquated highways. It's yeah, crazy. It's wild. They've never changed them. Um, what I do like about that is a lot of it's underground. So yeah. like no matter what the weather is, you're not you're kind of avoiding it by 
repeatedly going underground on the way to Logan. Yeah, I just I love a place with character and Massachusetts has it has it in spades. Yes, it truly does. Good and bad. Yeah. Hey, it's all it's all in the pot, baby. It all makes the gumbo. You got to have it. All right, Russell, go. Are we started? <laughs> yeah, we're going. Yeah, I've been recording. It, it's so bright inside your uh, room, Randy. It looks like you're in the post office. <laughs> yeah, I work and live in the post office now. <laughs> is hey, that Rand- a breathe right strip? Randy, you're <laughs> it on- is. Your audio isn't going through the mic. Good call. Also, uh, Randy's in the medical ward because he just got beat up, apparently. <laughs> What's going He's, on, uh, dude? Jake from Chinatown. <laughs> I'm Jake from State Farm, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, every time I hear Jake, I immediately go to from State Farm. <laughs> Randy, take off your glasses really quick. Why? There's a breathe right trip on my nose. It look, I know. You look like you just got jumped. I know. You look like Ian McKay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Randy's first erection. <laughs> no, Randy. I mean, no. I'm gonna be honest. You kind of look a little badass right now because it kind of you know you look like a you know a scrappy MMA fighter that we would see on street beefs on the YouTube. Yeah, I'm a big street beefer. I've got into it in the last 25 days since I've been out here. <laughs> Russell, Russell, what would uh, what would Randy's street beef name be? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, the fentanyl boy? I have no idea. <laughs> McCann's. <laughs> None of y'all commented on my beauty filter, by the way. Oh, oh. Yeah, I thought that was natural. <laughs> it's a good pivot no i was like why are your oh why are your eyes doughy and you look like a japanese pop star (laughs) (laughs) they had a like uh remove blemish bar i just turned it all the way up looking great i'm i'm periodically gonna change my background so now i'm sitting on a bus oh god are you on muni that's right (laughs) <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm cowering under the seat. <laughs> There's a hijack around there. Uh, but yeah, though, how's how's it been going, man? I mean, um, you know, are you working on some projects? What's going on? Because right now, as Russell said, we lo- the background. This looks very found footage right now. So hopefully, this can bring some inspiration and you know get the uh, get the kettle boiling. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by this fucking. Zoom, I can't deal with it. Yeah, it's hurting the show. I know. What is it? (laughs) Just looking at, I have a monitor. When Clark's not here, the room turns into a very functional podcast room. And I have, we have two computers, the monitor, everything's very local. But I'm like looking right at it and I got to turn off my camera because I'll turn it off. Why do you? No, 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 not that camera. I don't like my face up, make sure I'm not looking weird. Yeah, we're not using the video anyway. I mean, we could. Well, yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. I'm he- no. What are y'all? Speak for yourselves. I'm hella using the video. I'm having a blast <laughs> over here. No, I mean, like, online. No, now you're oh, quiet. Yeah. Later, Randy. <laughs> well, shit. Where's Oksana? She's here. She's not on camera. Hi, I'm here. Hey, Oksana. Come, come here in the camera really quick. Wherever it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, 
Robbie hit me up and was asking if we were going to do any of the cool film fest coverage because, you know, there's so many film fests out right now. And of, of course, we're professionals. So I said, uh, no, totally not. I don't think any of us even did an online pass. Randy, I know you turned off your mic, but did you do one? Randy left the room. <laughs> yeah, he, he said BRB. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see it. You're in Seinfeld's environment. <laughs> Those are going to be killing me. Yeah, so... No, we haven't covered anything. And actually, I was reading a review today about uh, the new VHS movie. And I think the headline mm. was, it's time to finally eject VHS. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. I that mean, should, that, all right. Who, but, okay, here's the thing. How did someone not say that after VHS 3 was released? Viral? Well, Because that was a hunk of dog shit from a horse's asshole. Yeah, and uh, the which is a new saying I just came up with, and I don't hate it. <laughs> Robbie, feel free yeah, to like use it. that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, put that in the movie. <laughs> no, so the so it was IndieWire that did the uh, the review, and I believe they say that this is the new bottom for the franchise. It's the worst one, and they actually uh, say Jennifer Reader's um, rap is like one of the worst parts. Oh no. I don't. Which, I don't believe it. Which okay. which one did they say was the worst one? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, uh, I wh- skimmed wh- through. There, it seemed like there were a lot of spoilers. They got into everybody's short film, and I'm like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know anything going into it. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm excited. I need. I need a resurrection of the VHS franchise. So Rob- they got some good reviews too, though. Yeah, I would hope, and I mean. Of course, every time there's like even a like semi big release of a found footage movie, all the people come out, especially on Twitter. There's a lot of found footage hate on Twitter. It makes me uh, it gives me fervor. It makes me passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm excited. But yeah, Robbie, you, you were talking about uh, you wanted to come on and give your favorite picks of was, was it Fantasia? Fantastic. Yeah, it's Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Okay. They, they all blur together. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm yeah, I just cool. uh I saw that it was coming out and I was I was looking at the badges for home screening or like the home screening uh thing and it was too damn expensive so I was just like I'm going to shoot my shot and apply for an industry pass and I sent it and for some reason the dude approved me and uh so I've just been uh, attending as a an industry person. I don't know. I don't know why you're shocked by that. You're an accomplished musician and you're a filmmaker. If they don't give you an industry pass, who the fuck are they giving it to? And you fucking (laughs) wonder. And you fucking party, bro. (laughs) Yeah, true. First and foremost. (laughs) So do you actually like I I already know the answer. I'm such a dumb fanboy. I'm like, did they mail you a badge? Fuck no. Did they even do an in-person event? They did. Um, but Press and industry, they didn't do a press and industry for that uh, because it's they uh, for COVID, it's so spaced out that they couldn't, um, you know, reserve seats for press and industry. So they did an online thing where they send you an online screening room. That's cool. Do you get, do you actually get to pick what you watch or is it on like a timeline? No, they, they put um, about 12 of them on the first day. And then over time, they've been adding them. Um, and it expires in October. 
dude rad so okay well what have you been checking out dude uh, honestly robbie i always look forward to your recommendations too um in the internet age we've kind of had the privilege of having a lot of people refer things and you start to remember why you don't take recommendations from everybody <laughs> i just got i just got shut down i've been reading a lot recently and i uh shot chad over at scary thoughts a recommendation and he bought the book read it hit me up over the weekend went that book was whack and i went damn I just, <laughs> so i'm i'm terrified to become one of those people for literary purposes but as far as film man you're one of my top two people so i'm, oh, I'm looking you. forward to this what book did you recommend him real quick it was a uh, amygdala tropolis now oh, that one that so seems the, impenetrable so <laughs> well the thing with that book is it's uh he put it and I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase here he was saying post um, 4chan, 8chan, kind of like uh, left-wing fear articulation because it's about an anonymous chat and kind of like the people that populate that world. Mm -hmm. And I was a little worried at first because I don't need some bipartisan political shit. I'm like over it and I don't want a nonfiction narrative to take that uh, stance. And it didn't. I felt the book didn't. But he uh, referenced a couple of other books that totally were all about that. Kind of uh, like preying on that fear of like, you know, like fuck the dark web. What's really scary is 4chan. And yeah, uh, I hate uh, books about the internet. You know, I I thought I would too, <laughs> but I'm kind of into it because the internet mm. is such a like fascinating like landscape. You know, actually, I'm reading this other book. Um, it's a collection of essays uh, about the Blair Witch, and they said something that reminded me of a conversation we had after watching in the flesh at uh the roxy and oh, you're we like, are the flesh we are the flesh yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah where, where you're like i think this movie might be about the internet mm -hmm. and, i still do <laughs> yeah no i i honestly it's my favorite um theory i've heard about that film and uh the interesting thing that came up in one of the essays in um what is it uh the nothing that is i believe is the the blair witch book they were relating the landscape of the forest in the blair witch to the internet and oh, they were Jesus. saying you know well they were saying that people venture out oh, so this book was written in like 2003 and mm. it's kind of dealing with early millennial cinema too so it's it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting looking back from like 2021 as like what people thought the film landscape would be. And they were talking about how, you know, people like uh, my new favorite theory about the Blair Witch is it's a film about failure. Like everything in that film is an articulated failure. Yeah. Everybody dies. That's a fucking failure. <laughs> well, beyond that, because it's kind of like they went out to make a movie and the movie we're watching isn't even that movie. Like, like it, every aspect of that film is a failure from like the map to like uh, the, I don't know. But um, they, yeah, they related the woods to the internet in the way that uh, there's, it's like you you dive into it, and in the internet, there's so much information everywhere that you kind of get lost in the adventure, and um, it's very possible to not like make your way back out, and I've I don't know I've been like mulling over that mentally, and I keep coming back to we are the flesh with that, and I I don't know, the internet is so weird and articulating it in something like a book. It, it just seems like it shouldn't happen, which makes me like love it. Like, dude, it's in Amygdala in, in Atropolis, it's literally there are three different kinds of uh, text. And one of them is supposed to be like a forum, like people mm -hmm. posting. Yeah. 
in a way, it's a way to freeze something that's ever changing and always moving. So to write about it in, in a period of time or something like that is a way to capture it, I guess, in that moment. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it also kind of misses the whole internet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. There's no way. The thing that I hate about, um, you know, I don't hate it. I think it's interesting whenever a screen life film, you know, they have like a live chat and it's like they can never nail it. Like the way that a, an audience populates in a, a live stream, like it always feels like fabricated or like the chat. Like when you know it's one person trying to replicate hundreds of people, there's still that voice in there. And Clark knows it, dude, it drives me crazy when we're watching movies like that. Yeah. yeah, you guys played a film like that. I forget what it was, where it was like, a, like the guy running around with the gun. I forget what it was. But they had like the thing on the side and it was painful, like where it's supposed to be the live chat. Yeah. Um, I forget the, I, I'd rather not even say the, the title of the short, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was something. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a choice for sure. And I, I always wonder, like, why not just have a like room of people like populate a chat or maybe overlay it after? I know. Yeah. So are yeah. You, are you thinking about doing a film for a five? Yeah, I'm definitely going to. I was talking to you about that. Um, and I had some ideas, like some home invasion ideas and things like that. But like I was telling you, I don't really have any actors out here. Uh, I mostly use my stepdad. So I got to keep it kind of PG-13. So I feel weird asking him to do uh, depraved shit. Because most, I I always want people to get naked. Like, I think, like, dude, I, like, I I withheld that. I was gonna say, I was gonna say what to show his dick. Yeah. <laughs> because Robbie, I've shown you my dick and my terrible flat butt. So that's yeah. the thing. I have that um, footage on a hard drive, and I'm always like, I should like edit that into something really weird but then i'm like well what who am i going to show it to <laughs> <laughs> true it's true that butt is for for nobody there's it's still, good though dude it's a, it's a terrible butt i honestly it's not bad i hate it the butt's not good <laughs> it's because it's here it's not good russell has also seen my butt it's bad no one likes their own butt i hey, wish you were more confident I'm a butt enthusiast butt. no <laughs> I feel better about my short penis than I do about my flat butt. Because I can't, I can, I can't control my penis. That ship sailed. All right, we're dealt the cards we're dealt with. Also, but I can help control my butt, and I can also help control my fupa. So that is where my frustration lies. Hold on, what are you doing for your fupa? You just lose weight, and the fupa turns into an oopa. <laughs> he said you can. He didn't say that he does. Okay, thank yeah. you, Randy. Thank Randy, you. who woke up from a coma to give me that. Uh, <laughs> no, so you know that video that Robbie shot of uh, with our favorite host Clark in it. You know, I think about that a lot too. There's a moment where you're doing that monologue, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas bit in the mirror. <laughs> oh God, your head, dude! I thought it was gold. I loved it. <laughs> I did. It's a uh, good Robbie, you gotta edit that thing out. We'll uh we'll edit share what it. thing out? The nudity? The, the short. No, no, I just mean like Oh should... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well you wanted to yeah, shoot it, right? Yeah, I, I think I 
I think I could mine something from what we have, and then we'll make an, a, a second one or something. Well, let's make it an uff ad. We'll use it yeah. as a... Uh, <laughs> I'm down. Let's use it as advertisement, dude. Like, uh, like an internet, a YouTube actor or a YouTube personality or something. Oh, dude, that, that would be weird. Yeah, because it's not really... Well, uh, dude, we'll get Charlie D'Amelio. You know what? We could say it's uh, Vernon. <laughs> it's a documentary about him. Vernon's dead, dude. Yeah. Clark doesn't want to use Vernon anymore. Anyway, yeah, Robbie, talk to us about the films. I'm I'm dying to hear what you thought. But also, we, dude, I haven't seen you in forever. And uh, we're missing you out here. Also, yeah, I miss you guys, too. Congratulations on that weird meeting we jumped in. To like, what, what was going on there? Oh, yeah. So that, that was the semifinalists, semifinals of a, um, it's called the We Make Movies competition. Um, and it's just been whittled down over time. I think this is the fourth, or that was the fourth round. And then the last one, the next one is the finals to win um, $25,000 to make a feature. But they also provide like most of the equipment, insurances, distribution, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like it's it's something. So like all of the twenty five thousand dollars will be used on the movie, um, specifically like you know effects and things like that. Now, do they? Does it like end up in the contract that they now own part of that movie? Or yeah, kind of. Um, they do, you know, the producers or investors or whatever, but I also make money from it as well after a certain point, after their ROI or whatever. Rad. Well, let me know if we can help again, because I talked about it on the show briefly, but when we were in Vegas, it, we were out there for Terrell's birthday and that room, we shifted uh, the purpose in that room for a good, like, maybe an hour. Dude, it was a oh, lot yeah. of fun. We were cheering I appreciate for you. it. We were out in the Flamingo cheering for you. We had you on the TV. <laughs> Dude, it was rad. That rules. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the, the next one's October 20th. And it's not a voting thing, but uh, I mean, it always helps to have people there, you know, saying they're there for you or whatever. Okay, so it's going to be a similar thing, like a Zoom chat with like uh, a public chat going on too? Yeah. And then, okay, cool. so I'll have like a three to four minute pitch and presentation. Um, it's interesting. I was talking to one of the investors last night and it seems like it's going, going well, but I don't want to. Yeah. Don't drink start before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, if it doesn't happen with them, uh, we're going to hit it big on crypto and we're just funny. <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> and also, also Randy's hooking on the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why he looks beat up. I'm doing both, actually, that and bum fi- uh, street fights. <laughs> Not bum, bum fights. fights. Yeah. <laughs> God, talk about a terrible film. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, Robbie. All right. What do you got for us? What do we need to yeah, get out for? I'll just uh, rattle through these. I'm not even going to name the ones I didn't like. Uh, uh, it's just not. I don't like that, you know? Uh, yeah, fine. You'll figure it out. I mean, if you look at my letterbox. Ooh. Hey, Robbie, we, we, we got to get salacious in these times of need. Okay. I, I, I just don't, I mean, I know people are, I'm going to eventually make movies and then they're going to be like, yeah, yours sucks too. So hey, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take the hits, man. 
Yeah, totally. I'm down to though. And other people are a little more sensitive. I don't give I don't give a shit what people think about what I make. But I know people, especially people below twenty five or something like that, probably care, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so what okay, we got? So I'll just rattle through these super quick. All right, so Agnes um, by Mickey Reese, the guy who did Climate of the Hunter, which you guys have talked about on the show. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, you, the vampire film. It's a little yeah, we, yeah. We saw a, that at uh, Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is like set in a convent, and it's about uh, a possessed nun. Um, it's really fun. It has that that same dude that's the vampire in uh, Climate of the Hunter. He is the exorcist. But he doesn't really have faith. It's it's funny. It's good. Um, second is knocking. I'm sure you guys have heard of this one. Maybe I don't remember yeah. what language it is. But a woman gets out of a hospital at the beginning, moves into a an apartment building, and that first night that she goes to sleep, she hears a knocking um, in the the uh, apartment above her and notices like what looks like a rust stain or a blood stain or something like that. She goes up to the people above her and is like, why are you knocking? And none of those people are knocking. So, yeah. So it gets mm. fun. It's a ghosty, but you'll, it's, it's, it's pretty twisty. It's good. Um, ghosty and film. twisty. <laughs> I huh? saw the Love trailer it. for it last weekend at the uh, Plaza Theater down here. I think it's playing. I think it starts next weekend down here. So I'm going to definitely going to try to check that out. It's pretty frightening. Um, awesome. It stopped. I mean, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I put it on to get scared and I, I, it was different than I thought it was going to be, but it was still pretty, pretty creepy. Well, wait, you, you put on movies still to like get scared. Dude, I still get scared. I'm often. (laughs) What's, what's the last thing that scared you, Robbie? I'll tell you the last thing that gave me a nightmare uh, was candy, man. Fucking that that freaking um there's a slow zoom on the side of his face when he has the honeycomb in his cheek and there's like things crawling in and out of it oh yeah that was and it's gross. like yeah it's practical and it's yeah like, if you have tryptophobia then oh, that's yeah. gonna set you off uh no. but i went to sleep that night and i had a dream that i had that on my side oh. like it was different in my dream because it was like more porous and like um kind of like a uh, pomegranate rather than a, you know, a oh. honeycomb. So yeah, it Ugh. was freaking scary. Damn, dude. dude. I Dude, I had a body dream the other night too. <laughs> About a fupa? <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it, had, it was not a fupa, which we're working towards that upa, baby, okay. day by day. Okay. <laughs> fupa to upa, 2021. It's happening. Those cigarettes will help. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Robbie, I got, I got to stop it, man. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the game too deep now, dude. I bet you look so cool smoking cigarettes, though. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Fucking super cool. Okay. <laughs> you catch yourself with uh, some sunglasses and a cigarette also, in the mirror, dude. You, you want to know what uh, my current flavor is? Menthol. Let's hear it. No, I'm go- I'm going to show you. Oh, that's I was great for a podcast, on the, dude. Uh, <laughs> spirit, yeah. Oh, Lucky Strikes, nice. Yeah, those things are made out of fucking sawmill. 
uh, dust. Though. <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> one long dragon, that thing's fucking gone. Dude. It is. No, let me tell you something. You know what? The, smoke, the quickest one is uh, Marlboro Southern Cut. Oh, Hope, yeah. oh boy. God. And plus, it tastes, the aftertaste tastes like a toilet. They're swept up off the floor. That's yeah. not- <laughs> Dude, all those- of those sale cigarettes from Marlboro, like oh, the, they're they're the rough. weirdo ones. Yeah, those those are floor sweepings that they've put some flavoring on or something like Dude, that. It's true. Lucky but, strikes uh, aren't what they used to be. Those are those are good cigarettes back in the day. Yeah, that's what I heard. Welcome to Cigarette Podcast. Yeah, right. Wait, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't smoking ruin your palate, like for flavor? No, nah. yeah, you love hot sauce way more. <laughs> also, let me tell you this. Most chefs are smokers. What I'm Clark bullshit Little. is this? <laughs> where did you get that? It's, where, Roadrunner, baby. I'm in the know, dude. Dude, Bourdain, mm-hmm. Carl Ruiz, a whole <laughs> bunch of other ones. <laughs> smokers, man. All right. What the hell? Next movie you? is a. Uh... Oh, <laughs> hey, no, but before we get away from that, um, the director, Frida Kemp, dude, she did mm-hmm. all documentary work before that. I, I love it when documentary filmmakers like move into nonfiction or move into fiction and then make a horror movie. There are flashbacks where you can. It's perfect for for documentary filmmaking. Like You can tell that she worked in that and she may have filmed. Is, I, don't, I don't know if Knocking was filmed on film, but it looks like it. It looks great. There's a lot of dimension to it. Well, did you did you hear her interview with Jorge Torres Torres and Jason Banker? Yeah. Uh, I liked when um, you were talking about the sleepovers and uh, Clark was like, yeah, we're all mid-30s. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll, I'll sleep Dude. over till I'm 50, man. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I mean, I feel like a part of everything we do, and when I say we, I mean me and Clark, it's kind of, you know, a justification to be a little kid in a full grown adult reality. Like this mm-hmm. podcast, hanging out and talking about movies. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't feel like an adult at the end of the day when I'm done doing this. Good. I could That's definitely the- trick myself <laughs> into it, but yeah, I don't know. Um, those dudes, you know, they were talking about like filming documentaries like it's fiction and vice versa. And I, I got like caught up on that. And I'm super curious to see what the cinematography in this movie's like now. And I, I'd never heard of it. I'm I'm noting it. The cinematography is one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, yeah, it's because it's, it's a lot of close ups, a lot of macro stuff, a lot of like. Like uh, out of focus stuff, it's good. Any titties? <laughs> <laughs> there is not one nipple. Boom. No. Next. <laughs> is there any dicks in it? Oh, no, count. unfortunately. No. Pa- double pass. What about a flat butt? <laughs> no, I- There's no booty. What about a fupa? Oh. Mm, love handles, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got no more FUPA questions. All right, so the next movie is that it's it's called Name Above Title, um, which is there is no dialogue in the entire film. Um, it is one minute short of an hour. I'm pretty sure it's 59 minutes. Um, Ooh, love it. And it starts with a woman 
jumping off the roof of a swanky party. Uh, she's got a really nice dress on. Um, and she falls to her death and it cuts to a man strangling a woman beachside. And it's all lit impeccably. It all looks like, like an Italian music video or something like that. And homeboy bounces with the body in his trunk, pulls over next to dead girl as she's like, uh, dying and she mouths something and he kisses her and then she dies and as he's doing that there are several people around him filming it on their phones and it goes viral um he's a serial killer um but yeah that's all i'll say about that um it just filmed impeccably it looks so gorgeous like you want to keep watching it but it also kind of tests it because you want some dialogue there's moments where it's just like this would be so good if you could talk or like say, or just mumble a couple of words, something like that. But yeah, just under an hour. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's always interesting whenever a, a film chooses to have no dialogue because it can either be like profound or it's like an obvious solution to a, a minimal budget where you're like, I don't think that was it. Though. This looks, it's like, it looks like a million bucks. Um, oh, and there are, Dude, it looks amazing. Just even on IMDb going through it. Mm -hmm. There are, you can, you can hear mutterings of dialogue, but there's nothing. The main thing, the one, one part that stood out to me was a, someone is pulled over and there's a cop that, you know, comes and he's obviously talking. So it's just like, come on, just put that in there, you know, just, (laughs) just a little, but yeah, it's not that it's not bad. It's, it's great to look at. Um, I think you guys would like it. Randy would like it. I love the title. Yeah, yeah. Does that become like uh, apparent why it's chosen, or is that oh, like as ambiguous no. as the film? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, at the end, I was like, "Huh, like, that was an interesting little decision to make." To because it's not meta and it's not about filmmaking, but I guess it could be in itself just because it is pure visual art like maybe that i I have no idea well actually is that the original title because i'm looking at the poster and it says um fio di baba escalate yeah i mean what's that translated to (laughs) (laughs) did you translate it no i'm you know (laughs) there is an area where you can look up uh the name it was released under in like yeah, yeah, alternate and, titles. Mm-hmm. You know what? If I could just fucking find it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm working on it. All right, next title, uh, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. It's a Japanese time travel picture. Um, <laughs> Damn, I, I don't do time travel, man. It's too confusing. This one is very confusing as well, but I think that this would appeal you to appeal to you clark because it's so zany and funny and uh, something about it it's it's good um it's a is it, it's a is dude. it charming <laughs> yes all right i'm in <laughs> it's about a dude he's um closing up at this cafe that he owns with his uh whatever you call those barista she stays downstairs he goes upstairs to his apartment above the thing above the cafe and he starts speaking to himself through the computer when he enters the room from the cafe downstairs and is like, hey, 
you were just looking for your pick for your guitar, right? It's under the carpet, you know, come downstairs, do this, blah, blah, blah. So he goes downstairs and he's not there any longer, but then he starts talking to himself the way he just did. Uh, so yeah, it gets really confusing. Eventually they bring his computer down and face it towards the thing that was talking to them and they create these time loops. It's fun. Yeah. It's obviously very complicated because I can't explain it, but it's, it's really cute. <laughs> I, I don't know. That could be, that could be tough because you know, it's subtitles. I got to read. Then I got to solve math puzzles. You know, there's a no. lot going on here, man. They hold your hand the entire time because it's only two minutes. Oh, so Christopher the- Nolan produced it. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first reviews I read was like tenant, but good. <laughs> and made for no money. <laughs> Dan, no, so yeah, that's good. You would be completely into it if you looked at the poster. That's all it would take. You'd be totally on board. Throw it in the That's track, what I'm dude. saying. I was like, dude, this is I, I could totally see Clark. Clark and Randy. I don't know about Russell. Oh I think of <laughs> I hate I hate fun, Robbie. <laughs> it does get a little dark at the end, but it's purely it's mostly comedy. So huh. I know you're coming around to comedy, but yeah. Coming around. Coming around to Comedy Town. Uh, also, I have an update. Uh, l- let me see if this audio will work. Could you all hear oh. that? Yes. Yeah. All right. That translates to? A scarlet drool yarn. Whoa. Yeah. A scarlet drool yarn. Drool yarn? Drool. Yeah. I don't. What the fuck is a drool yarn? I don't know. Here. Oh, you know what that's in reference to? When he kisses the woman at the beginning, a long drool comes from his mouth that's mixed <laughs> with blood. Oh, a yarn of drool. Yeah, yeah. Ah. That's clever. I like that far more. Oh, right. yarn of drool. Dude, that's a good death metal name. Yeah. <laughs> that's Dude. good. Here, I want to hear it one more time. Is it Portuguese? I, it sounds like it. What are you a linguist? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, I hear hints of Portuguese. Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Based on a computer like uh, rendition of it too. It sounds Bosnian, but I mean the language sounds. Umfio de Baba Duk. Oh, uh, you like that? All, it all sounds Greek to me, baby. <laughs> Okay. God, <laughs> Man, I want to have another sleepover, dude. <laughs> dude, and we'll we'll order fucking fillet of fish at like eleven thirty before they cut off at midnight. It's great. Oh, we should have one at at, at uh, Randy's house now. We'll all go to Atlanta and have a sleepover. Atlanta's got the sure. freaking beyond kfc i need to go down there do they they have they have beyond chicken at the kfc apparently huh oh is that new uh well they only have it in the south i I believe like it's it's expanding but they were like trying it out down there because if they eat it down there they'll eat it anywhere well yeah i mean hey man those those southeastern you know vegetarians and vegans (laughs) that's a that's a rough go down there man (laughs) well it is it is and it isn't um, it is if you're in like a small town because like grocery stores and stuff, they just don't carry a whole lot of stuff. And then the only restaurants really are going to be 
you know, a few mom and pop places, but mostly fast food. But if you're in like a bigger city, you're fine because there's plenty of yeah. vegetables around. So, you know. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, <laughs> I did. That's a weird thing to say. But I mean, like, you know, we, there's I grew up on a ton of vegetables like, you know, <laughs> grow, grow your shit, man. Weird flex. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm just no, no. I, it's not a weird flex. This is this is this is a general. I'm a human man flex because <laughs> you spoiled ass Californians are picky as fuck. And I, I'm just saying, I had a well balanced meal all of my growing up. My obesity is my fault and my fault alone. The choices (laughs) I have made, not how I was raised. Thank you very much. I like how you say we're picky as fuck when you're the only person I've known in my life to get angry at cornbread. (laughs) Don't put sugar in the fucking cornbread. Flipped out. It was public. Yeah, that's silly. Hey, guess what? This ain't cornbread. This is the cake. (laughs) Yeah, you put cake. You put cake in there. It's it's, you put sugar. There's fucking cake. Don't put sugar in your goddamn cornbread. Simple. Put a top of jalapenos in there. Oh, love it! Hell yeah! S- spice it up. Put some cream. A little bit of corn. Cream corn. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a party, dude. Every time I think about uh, cornbread, I think about life. The cereal? <laughs> no, Martin Lawrence and uh, yeah. Oh, oh, the upper room. You're gonna eat your cornbread, dude. I haven't watched <laughs> that. That's a good movie. I've That's an all timer. Man, that I used, dude, how many times that came on the USA Network, like <laughs> Sunday at two o'clock? Oh, those are the good days. Let's man. put it on the, the marathon list because I got to watch it. Oh, we're watching it. Oh, oh yeah. dude, and we got to put 10 to midnight on there. We just talked about that on the episode that went up today. I was just listening to that and Clark's uh, skeptic skepticism about it. Uh, I'll tell you, the end has the killer running butt naked down a suburb street uh, with a knife in his hand. Uh, All right. <laughs> okay. We, we got a flat butt? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's How's that butt? butt? It's a oh, good it's a asshole. Good <laughs> <laughs> He's a good looking dude. He can't have it all, man. <laughs> I, I, you know? was, I was listening to a podcast today where uh, the dude was complaining about a juggalo it was at the gathering and there were these dudes driving around on a golf cart and they were flashing people their buttholes <laughs> when they drove by. <laughs> and I guess a cop tackled him off of the golf cart and people booed. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting pretty gnarly about that now. Um, they're all against the the weird... Uh, I mean, as they should be. All the, all the weird sexual stuff that was going on at the gatherings that uh, forever, just like with the like, uh, show me your tits type stuff, you know. Oh, but okay. I will recommend Danny Brown going to the gathering uh, on YouTube. You must see it. I love uh, Danny Brown. Yeah, he rules, and he's very he's 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 uh, behaved a lot more behaved than you would think. Yeah, Danny Brown would be going to the gathering. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I took that in a weird direction right there. <laughs> I'm just I'm daydreaming about the next sleepover. I want to do another barbecue. <laughs> we got to have have you seen Silent Rage before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the 
is that the one or is, maybe I'm thinking Amsterdam where it's like the oh. he kills somebody and then the body like hangs down over the the boat that's going underneath it full of kids and a nun and like all the blood from the body just smears over the bo- top of the boat. All right. Amsterdam. No, but we need to watch that movie immediately. Amsterdam. That's a great time. Yeah. The dudes, the killer, not to spoil it like Clark does with every movie, but oh. the killer is <laughs> is traveling through the canals of Amsterdam in like a diving suit. So he'll pop out, kill somebody, and then boop, back under there again. Oh, I'm into that. And thank you for pointing out that Clark spoils every movie. That is the only critique I get about our show every now and then. But I do. What I mean, are you talking all, about? all I do is I just pause it and then I go see that movie and then I resume the episode but i haven't seen the card counter so i haven't resumed that episode yet oh my god but i had okay. already seen the wild indian thank god <laughs> went through every beat of that <laughs> i did hear that critique today i did oh, like that movie a lot though uh, that was good dude it was good you're damned that's a hell of a poster right there uh, mm-hmm. can you read that tagline be afraid it means you'll you're still alive oh god how did you mess <laughs> it's that by up? the same director who did uh the lift that movie about the killer elevator oh okay he's got oh. killers with the gimmick i like it not the yeah, ride share yeah. driver oh, no <laughs> all right all right and uh, all right and so the what? next movie <laughs> yeah. oh we're still doing that <laughs> i have a couple more baby assassins it's about two teenage uh, Japanese uh, hitmen that are just like they're trying not to let their um, killing get in the way of their like uh, fun and like their their um, <laughs> their um, agency that hires them is like you got to get jobs and you got to act like real ass uh, teenagers <laughs> and they're like nah one of them's like super introvert and she's like I love killing but I cannot get a job I'm just trying to chill. Then the other one's like more extrovert, and she's like, "You got to be normal, you know." It's it's hella cute, um, super bubbly, uh, poppy, uh, violent stuff. It's good. Um, we're Next. talking Japan. Yep, you betcha. Yeah, that sounds very only Japan. <laughs> hey, actually, do you have visitor Q? Yeah. What? What the DVD? Or yeah, the movie in any form. I don't have the hard copy. No, no. Visitor Q is disgusting. I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of nipple milk. <laughs> oh, we can handle nipple milk. Yeah. A lot of AIDS, a lot of lesions, a lot of beating your mom type things. It's, it's interesting. Great. Let's put it for Saturday, baby. <laughs> Next movie. Number 10. Uh, by the director of Borgman. I'm not even going to try to... Oh. Uh, What's it? Has he done us. anything since Borgman? He did this movie called Schneider vs. Bax. Okay. Which was like a, a deadpan um, hitman comedy. Uh, it was pretty good. It's not nowhere near as good as Borgman. Borgman's so but, good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's next level. I think Oof. about it all the time. <laughs> Oof, it's rough. Number 10 is more along the lines of that. Um, it's about a small stage production. Um, and this man is sleeping with the director's wife. 
And that is found out through another crew member. And he tells the director and the dude who's cheating on with the director, cheating on the, you know, that's doing the cheating or whatever the dude, um, things start unraveling for him. Um, and things start going really weird and he starts questioning his reality, um, and getting really weird. And then one day, on the way to go get breakfast supplies, a man stops by and whispers uh, a language in his ear that's not translated on screen. And you get the idea that it's not really a language, period. But it affects him deeply. And then he starts falling apart little by little. Uh, mm-hmm. The woman won't talk to him anymore. Um, his daughter comes to him and is like, listen, I went to the doctor and I have one lung you need to go to the doctor and go check it out. And he's like, I've never been ill in my life. So why would I go to the doctor? He was like, have you been, have you ever been ill? And she's like, no. So yeah, it gets weirder and weirder. Um, The Catholic church starts to become involved and it goes somewhere that you will never guess in a million years. It's, it's really something Uh, at the end. It's just like one of those ones where you're like, you throw your hands up in the air and you want to, give a hearty chuckle it's good no real violence except for someone's foot being hammered to a floor but it's it's still like pretty transgressive so you're saying it's a shamalot it isn't it's <laughs> <laughs> i loved old by the way yeah oh, yeah such a great movie i mean save for the last 10 15 minutes but that that calcium deficient cave crawl thing was a plus. It was I so love that. Oh. <laughs> I need my calcium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, how how good is midsize sedan? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not far fetched either. It's like no. baby sprite or somebody, <laughs> you know, baby sprite, baby sprite. All right now. I've never watched Borgman, but it's on Shutter. Should I jump into that? Like, yeah, today? jump in blind. Don't even okay. read. I mean, well, like, Randy, you're you're a Borgman man, right? Borgman man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It's good. I haven't revisited it since I don't know several years, but it's great. You know, I'm gonna watch it tonight. What what what's the cinematography like with this director? Like, I get like a. Uh, what could I compare it to that I'm imagining? Like caveat. Did you like that one, Robbie? Yeah, but it's not so droll. It's not like um, so washed of color. It's um, okay. it's like an IKEA commercial, but darker. You know, like a little, a little more. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. It's like an <laughs> IKEA commercial. <laughs> no, it looks great. Uh, how many features has this director made? I think it's three now. Okay. Have you have you seen them all? Yeah, yeah. Schneider versus Bax is is kind of silly um, because it's two hitmen trying to kill one another, um, and it's just like very like deadpan. And sometimes deadpan through another language doesn't always translate to me. Like yeah, with the British, it's like of course they're the they're the kings and queens of it, but with like you know another language, Belgian or. You know, whatever. It's just a, even the French do it. I, I can understand that the French do it, but once it comes, yeah, like the Swedish, Danish, 
the oh, oh they're weird up there dude yeah yeah they're <laughs> and it's fine we get no numbers in that part of the world so <laughs> we're, we're better in papa new guinea baby big in the philippines too still maybe question mark? hell yeah and that's due to my facebook campaign so hell yeah we love you philippines big in manila we got that's the right. the uh watkins family listening to us over there yeah. <laughs> uh randy stats uh, randy just dropped a q anon i, I got reference. it god damn <laughs> i don't think I'm they in. live there anymore there any anymore though by the way, my favorite thing about this is that's the only time Randy has spoken in this episode. <laughs> I talked about knocking, sort of. <laughs> oh, not only speak movie. when it counts, baby. Also, if you're trying to look up uh, number ten, it's spelled N R dot ten. Oh, sorry, I should have, I should have, uh, should have said that. No, yeah, uh, there's no reason. The only reason I brought it up is because Oksana was over here, like treading water barely trying to figure it out and i'm like i just went to borgman and went through the director yeah she'll wind up yeah you got it. yeah you wind up right now no not she'll franzy it boozy magoo out there. there no i i stopped drinking franzy when i found out it wasn't even real wine good yeah it's full of spider webs <laughs> You could be drinking spider webs, Clark's hey. smoking sawdust. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all trash. <laughs> well, welcome to the Bay Area, Robbie. That's why you yep. love this. I have one one more title. All right. Um, this is a Randy movie. Um, and he'll probably only give it a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's really something. Um, from Peter Brunner. Um who's had all of his films so far. I think this is his second feature uh, produced by Ulrich Seidel, who did Dog Days and, and uh, it's Beyond Paradise, Beyond... Um, there's like a, a trilogy of those films. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No idea. All right. Yeah, okay. Super <laughs> art house European movies. So this one's called Lucifer. Um, and it's about a mentally deficient man and his ex junkie mothers living in the Alps, uh, by Close the to home. Yeah. <laughs> by one. Um, and you get the kind of vibe that it's a little more than, um, a mother son relationship. It's, it's all shot super beautifully. Uh, lots of fog. It looks like a fucking black metal video and it's scored by Tim Hecker. Um, High Decker. It's High Decker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> that name does sound familiar, though. Tim Hecker, is, he started as kind of a noise musician. Now it's more um, loops, like William Bazinski okay. or like uh, old Brian Eno or something like that. It's like super doomy, droney um, electronic music. It's fantastic. Um, but they're living there. It's beautiful. They have these really weird um rituals they do every day they thank god for their uh, sobriety etc cetera, etc cetera. but the 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 man boy is kind of just going along with his mom um a lot of the time he's carrying her on his shoulders because he's so large like just a, a big dude and then one day um drones start to invade their property um and they're trying to like 
get their attention and like trying to drop things off while the mom's getting these weird calls on her Nokia brick phone. And she's like, no, no, no. And we figure out that they're trying to build a ski resort um, and they need their property. Um, so they start threatening and uh, it es escalates from there. And there's really weird stuff where you're like, you're watching um, the man boy. And I don't know if that's PC, but you know, that's what makes sense to me. Um, he's, you know, he, he's flying hawks all the time. He's catching hawks all the time. He has like a apiary, if that's the word. Um, but, you know, there are times where he's cutting down trees and then you'll see him, you know, walking up a hill with an entire fucking tree trunk or something like that. So it's like all these little things you glimpse and, and try to figure out. And uh, it culminates in something really, really gnarly and interesting without you know, like going completely down a genre tilt or like, you know, like a revenge thing or anything like that. It's really dark, really sad. It's good. It dampened my entire day. Like I put it oh, aside. Man. I was like, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Like I need to watch this in quiet. So I waited till no one was home and I put it on. And then the rest of my day, I was just like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's my it's kind good. of movie. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it comes out to cinemas. I I can't wait. I would love to see it on like a big screen. Okay, now Peter Bruner is that Bruner? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, what what other films of his do we need to watch? He only has one other, I thought, and it's Caleb Landry Jones as like a super piece of shit junkie. What's it called? Take the night or Do the night. To the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he's like, he had survived some fire and uh, he's just a gnarly ass dude. It's, there's a lot of like domestic violence and shit like that. Fuck. All right. I want to, I want to check that out. That movie, the, I don't, like, Mist World Invaded by Drones seems like, I don't know. I, you've captured and my he, and he's he's got hawks freaking eagle owls like it's it's wild like the imagery with that stuff is really fun there's a lot of religious imagery uh, it's good and his mom is like covered in tattoos but she's like 70 and always naked it's it's interesting oh now we know why you like it <laughs> this also stars uh my guy franz rogowski from transit oh, oh yeah so yeah, yeah, he's got a great face. He does. I kept looking at him like, geez, that guy's really isolate crazy. that drop. Please. He's like <laughs> a German walking <laughs> Phoenix or something. Yeah. With oh, the hair lip. I get it now. You didn't get beat up. You got work done. You get a nose job under there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Looks right. <laughs> yeah. Breathe rights, man. He went to the doctor and said, give me the Robert Zadar. <laughs> they're not a sponsor but if breathe right wants to sponsor this podcast and or myself as a person um i'll sell out <laughs> i bet you could get a sponsorship <laughs> all right i've got i've got two questions for rob all right question one robbie have you seen candisha yeah i liked it all right oh it's fun yeah it's good that's all right now, a lot of CGI in there. Yeah, all right. The CG fire was brutal. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. That movie is like a perfect like. If Do you I, really think those were camel feet? 
That's my question. Well, no, no. In the in the mythology, it's supposed to be. Oh, him. okay. I was and like, nobody cared. I kept Russell's being up. racist right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these it's fucking like, camel-footed women over there. Yeah. I, don't know, I had nothing. Uh, no, in the movie, they even mention it, and I I just kept mentioning it because I wanted Clark or Randy to point it out, and they didn't. They didn't did you see uh, that duo's movie that they did for Shutter? Uh, among the living i believe it was with the kids that break into the uh abandoned theme park and um are followed home by the killers oh nope i'm writing that down though i I think it's among the living yeah and it's it's interesting it's it's uh it's wild among the living also an anthrax album (laughs) yes it is and that's their best one that's my that's the only one i've listened to yeah (laughs) It's a good you're one. A, you're a hack. That's why. Uh, yes, I would agree. <laughs> Scott Ian um, is a huge Dark Tower fan, so I'm I'm behind him. Hell yeah. Question number two. Have you seen Cop Shop? Oh my god. Uh, not yet, but I really want to. I, I like Joe Carnahan. Dude, <laughs> Cop Shop. I hated. Fun. What was that one he did with the limousine though? That was fucking garbage. Limousine. Was it? Yeah, wasn't it? Was that Joe Carnahan? Um, started with an S. I think it was Patrick Wilson or something like that. Patrick Wilson in a limousine sounds fucking cool, dude. <laughs> it's called like Squirm or Squibbly or something. <laughs> Squibbly? I love that. I That's that my down. cat's name. What? Oh, man. I love it when people. We call her Squibs, but like for the the propulsive blood shot that comes out of yeah. people, but uh, we call her squ- yeah, squibbly and squibs. Squibbly. Oh, great. Hey, you're talking about stretch. Stretch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Joe Carnahan? That is Joe Carnahan with Patrick Wilson. Garbage. <laughs> a, a hard luck limo driver struggles to go straight and pay off a debt to his bookie. He takes on a job with a crazed passenger who sought after ledger implicates some seriously dangerous criminals. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through that sentence, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's it. Now, Robbie, have you seen the uh, movie that me and Clark have been trying to hunt down the one about the river of poop? It seems like a thing you would have watched. Oh, yeah. Do you know that guy? The River of Fundament. No. Okay. Do you, um, what's, what's that guy's name? Hold on. Yeah. Well, Robbie, while you're looking it up real quick, I just wanted to, um, Clark was like, Hey, I need to see some more, uh, Charles Bronson, two more movies other than 10 to midnight. Just real quick. Stone killer. That's his dirty Harry. Really fun. Hard times, depression era, um, knuckle, you know, bare knuckle boxing. Uh, I, kn- I know movie. that one. Yeah, I haven't seen Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Okay. okay. It's good. And then he has, um, I forget, I didn't write it down. It's like uh, Kinjite, foreign. Uh, it's, it's like the most non-PC movie ever. Um, Russell's in. What's it called? Special objects or something <laughs> like that? Kinjite special o- objects. That one's fucking gnarly. Um, oh yeah. That was all about like uh, trafficking and all that fun stuff. Oh hell yeah! Well, yeah. if you have uh, any Matthew Barney, do you know him, Robbie? At all? Personally? 
No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just joking. What is this jerk off over here? <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. He's like a conceptual artist filmmaker who's from San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he and, looks like it when you look him up. Yeah. But look at River of Fundament. It's uh, six hours long and it's about a river of shit. Oh. <laughs> L- like literally. Paul Giamatti and Maggie Gyllenhaal are in it. A six hour film? A six hour film. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've seen Satan Tango, uh, Randy, right? Yeah. Did you Not watch that all in, all in one? Yeah. So you watched yeah. it all in one sitting. Huh? Yeah, that was really something, huh? It was. I, I think there I, was I an intermission. Oh, really? Okay. I think so. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was quite a day. Well, we, um, we've, oh, uh, Clark has been diving into a uh, brutal cinema. I think the golden glove kind of, uh, really gave us some momentum. Dude, I love, I, lo- I love the golden glove. Yeah. So it's if, you fantastic. Have any, if you got anything brutal that maybe we could like, uh, correct this weirdness coming out of Clark. Like now, please. now, now let me be clear. Let me be clear. Robbie, you, un- you understand my views on, on real death. So, don't be giving me no, you know, smut. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I gave up that stuff a long time ago. Uh, well, tell Russell to get on, <laughs> uh, get on board, man. I, you know what? It's I, destructive. I am an open mind. I'm an open book. Fuck you, you with that bring bullshit. It my way. I will not prejudge anyone or anything. Uh, I, you know, I probably shouldn't say that because, like, if it was child porn or something, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you kidding know, me? There's got to draw the line somewhere. There, there are boundaries, man. <laughs> there are boundaries. All right. Then I won't open that email from Polanski, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we had them all booked and everything. No, but Robbie, if you got something like you've seen the Golden Glove, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Um, like Gnarly, we, gnarly movie. We need to see those films. So if we're like, clearly our radar does not catch everything. So, like, what shit do we need to watch? I mean, uh, you've already given us a great list. And I know the Bronson stuff, Clark will actually, he'll be excited for that. But that's tough to put me on the spot for. For me, the stuff that affects me and I remember is, like, the emotionally devastating stuff. Um, I don't, because I, long t- I think it was 2009 or 2010, I watched those. Um, you remember, I don't know if you saw them. You probably did, those three Russian teenagers um, celebrating their 18th birthday and they went on a murder spree. Oh, was that like three guys, one ice pick or. Yep. The screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, they bring the, they hammer the guy's head and they bring him in the bushes and they like play with his skin with the screwdriver. I was like, never again. (laughs) I don't need the, but then of course (laughs) I've seen cartel videos since then <laughs> yeah where it's like the precision in which they cut off limbs and beat their prey with their limbs is like it's really impressive uh <laughs> but yeah i can't stand that stuff anymore yeah yeah so it's as, evil as, yeah as a result i kind of avoid those movies now too i mean i'm sure you've seen like mermaid in a manhole i haven't seen it i think i own it though i need and to go the, through that all those guinea pig movies are Right up your alley. I mean, Flowers of Flesh and Blood, awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the Man Who Wouldn't Die is like the goofiest, goofiest version of those movies. 
but that's I think that's the last time that I went down those roads. I'm about to watch one for Fantastic Fest called Bloody Oranges, which is apparently reprehensible. Um, and there's another one on there that everybody's like, "I, why would you do this?" Called Mother Schmuckers, and it's only an hour and ten minutes. I'm pretty. Was it about great jelly? No, it's about like apparently the first shot is these two boys feeding their mother or something like uh, funneling a bunch of diarrhea down her mouth. So. <laughs> okay hold on hold on i'm i'm behind so what was the first movie you said blood orange blood bloody oranges yeah. bloody oranges i was just like going through the cans reviews and of course or con reviews it's cans to me okay <laughs> um and there's like all these one one and a half reviews like no thank you it's like this is exactly what i want it was like <laughs> that's when i was like i need to see this all right, and what was this? What was the second one about the poo poo? Uh, Mother Schmuckers. Mother, oh yeah, scrape jelly. Have you guys seen the Devils? Oh, you talking? Are you talking Ken Russell right now, dude? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> because um, I showed that to Angel a couple of months ago. Uh, she likes Oliver Reed, and uh, yeah, that movie is really something. <laughs> It's special, dude. Yeah. It's about a... Uh, you know about it, of course. I mean, Space Jam 2 has one of the nuns from The Devils in it. It's, it's so special, mm-hmm. dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they, I forget what other movie they have. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> The Devils is so gnarly. It's about uh, a nun who... Um, accuses i forget what he is like an archbishop he's something of a head of a church who's also um holding off the taking over of their city and she is super attracted to him and at a point he's just like dude like get back you're a fucking nun like i'm hanging out with other chicks right now (laughs) and she's like okay well you're the devil i've seen the devil in you and she reports it and he is taken care of you'll see how and then she is to believed is believed to have the devil in her so a dude a witch hunter comes from out of town who has no bias whatsoever and he just starts turning over the town it's gnarly oh i'm in i love it you'll love it you'll love it um it's a wrestle movie for sure Dude, um, a Ken Russell movie. Thank oh, you. yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, when we were fucking around on that isolation show, that live stream, one of the games that popped up was a like it was kind of like an 8-bit black and white. It looked like like a black metal, almost like a point and click where you were a um, witch hunter and you just walk around the town and you can interview people and all the art is gnarly like everybody looks like mm. they were the survivors of the plague and uh. you can choose people to torture to like so they confess and we played through it like three or four times and we're like wait but how do you know if like every time we've got the witch and it's like that's what the game is about yeah there is no <laughs> there you can't lose Whoever you deem the witch is the witch, and you win every time. It, I don't know. It was a weird experience, but man, it was really fucking cool. Well, that's about right. They're like, 
they throw you off like the Simpsons. They throw you off the cliff. You fly up. You're a witch. You fall <laughs> yeah. down. You're not a witch. You know, like <laughs> if you, you know, we throw you in the, the river with chains on. If you swim your way out, you're a witch. If you drown, you're not a witch, but you still die. You know? Yeah. If you weigh the same amount as wood. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Randy, that's a Monty Python reference. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Randy, have you not seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Not in a very long time. Was it, is, we watched was it in not, high school. <laughs> was this not a seminal film that you would revisit on a regular basis because it meant so much to you as a young boy? No, I probably saw it before I got really into movies, actually, and probably I haven't seen it since. I saw it when I was 13. It changed my life forever. Russell, your thoughts. I was trying to work in. She turned me into a newt that whole time. And I, <laughs> I, I, give me a little bit more time with comedy and then I'll, I'll be ready next time. No, that's that was the first time. That was the first time uh, I saw comedy and violence. So yeah. Interspersed where it was like, wait, he's spurting blood. I mean, I think I saw that before evil dead. Yeah, he's like the flesh wound stuff when he's just like spurting blood and it's just pure dry comedy. It's so funny. Yeah. We watched it in a World Civ in junior year, I think it was. The my same teacher was like we watched 9-11, of course, as it <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, uh, but he also played the Lord of the Rings trailer as soon as it came out three fucking times on the projectors, like check it out, guys. Fucking check it out. It's like, it's like super Christian dude. So super stoked on fucking Lord of the Rings. Oh, but see, see, that's that's the that's what I'm talking about right here. Your high school teachers, you know, showed you Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and my high school teacher showed me an ISIS video. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with the like guttural? Uh, begging coming out of his throat as it yeah like, it was like a, it was like a dull butter knife yeah and yeah. it took them forever to hack his head off and then but it was and it was super <sighs> pixelated and like that made it worse yeah because it's probably like fifty six k or something no just probably t one at that point but still no it was it was three k. <laughs> KKK. That was that joke. Hi. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> well, Robbie, man, I miss hanging out with you. Yeah, likewise. Where are you right now? Are you in a basement? No. <laughs> um, are you in a so We live in um, my mom and her husband, my stepdad, or essentially my second dad or whatever, um, live in a historic farmhouse. And they had to build it exactly like an old farmhouse was built. So there's not a lot of metal used um, in the uh, wood. It's a lot of like wood pegs and things like that. It's interesting. So they're not allowed to, not that they're not allowed to because they own the goddamn place, but they're not supposed to like use a lot of nails or anything like that. It's supposed to just be like very natural and as it was. Um, and it's on historic land, so they do have to get things like like farm, like a barn approved and things like that. So it's it's interesting. You'll see. You'll be here soon. 
Dude, it looks rad. You'll be here soon. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you're on location of the witch or something. It's really something. I can't wait. I mean, once we actually make this movie, I'm going to strip a lot of the modern stuff from the house and it'll be really interesting. Um, Okay, we we got to plug your uh, VHS tape that's finally coming out. I think we already pre-ordered one. Shit, uh, do you think they're already sold? Thank that? you. We should put them out, dude. I'm no. There's like um, twenty left. Okay, then do you have that as of this up? afternoon? It's already dead tapes. Bandcamp.com, and it's uh, ten of my short films on a VHS, which is such a niche market. Um, yep. So I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm never going to sell these goddamn things, but maybe I'll sell. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Like, uh, of all the garbage that we have in this house, like all the memorabilia, like, I don't Thanks, know. Thanks, Russell. No, no. Actually, you know, in this room. <laughs> Add it to the pile. <laughs> Dude, I took a bunch of milk from your uh, short film. Wait, is oh, that, yeah. Is that going to be on the VHS tape? I thought about it, uh, about just sneaking it on there because it's like, dude, Stephen King's not going to fucking buy one of these goddamn tapes and then sue yeah. me after seeing it. Cause that fool fucking took down my goddamn YouTube. Like, like oh, they were like, yeah, you can put it up for a month. And I kept it up for three months and eventually it got taken down. It was like a strict copyright claim. Oh. And it was super sick. Like it said, taken down by Stephen King. So I screenshotted <laughs> it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn, okay. What the fuck? So what can you do with it now? You just, have it to hold? Well, I just uh, showed it at a festival in New Hampshire last weekend, and it was awesome. Man. There was a, a, it was called Happenstance Horror Festival. Uh, really great festival. Um, at a place in, in New Hampshire called Barrington, New Hampshire. It was kind of in the middle of fucking nowhere, like everything in New Hampshire is. Um, but this theater, beautiful fucking theater, uh, five rooms or five screens and every room had fucking leather recliners. Super nice. It was awesome. Saw some really good shorts. Um, and one cool thing that they did during the pandemic is they got a tough shed on one side of the fucking parking lot. And that was their, um, ticket thing. They used the parking lot as a drive drive in. And then they had a, the, the, um, like a trailer from a semi, um, set up in there and they cut out the back and they made that a projector room. And that went out onto three stacked, um, storage pods, you know, whatever those things are Whoa. called storage containers. Yeah. So those were stacked to be a screen and they had a screen, um, stretched, up, uh, super DIY. I sent that to Justin Koo. Cause he, <laughs> I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. And I think you'd get like the DIY punk like thing about it. It was like, dude, that is sick. So it's that American innovation. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I would love to see. That I hadn't now. seen that previously. I was like, dude, that's so smart. Like, cause it, it probably only, they probably already had the trailer. They probably already had the tough shed. They probably already had the storage containers and they just had to put it together. So it was, it was really cool. Now, uh, are we going to get your unnamed footage festival shorts on that VHS tape? Uh, snake bites on there. Yeah, they're all on there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rad. 
All right. Well, there's a reason. If you're out there collecting all the up stuff, you got to get it. <laughs> um, also, what was that music video you just shot? I love that imagery where you built the like, it's almost like gateways out in the wilderness and you had like a lot of fog. Yeah. I, uh, so we have a lot of room on the property and there's this, this area that I've, I created a path and kind of made my like pet cemetery area over there that leads to like a, a weird pit. Um, but <laughs> an offshoot of that area, like I, I, um, carved or whatever you call it, trimmed, whatever what do you call that when you cut bushes, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Manscaped. <laughs> yeah i manscaped a trail <laughs> and then i created these um like triangular uh wooden structures uh three of them through that um and then i just tried to yeah then i bought a goddamn fog machine then i had some construction lights through my stepdad and then i put some gels on those those construction lights and then yeah i just filmed it by myself with him i would like i'd puff some fog run over there with a big trash can lid and fog it or like push it and then i'd run back behind the phone and then i'd push record and tell him to do what i you know had envisioned or whatever but yeah that's that's my stepdad <laughs> oh yeah it's a I was just like, boy. act like you're waking up from a dream and, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in there giving him David Lynch directions. He loves it, dude. He, he's, <laughs> he's a total ham. And, uh, and he gets it kind of to an extent because he's kind of an old punk in a way. But um, yeah, yeah, it was. It, yeah, he's he's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I do like the dreaminess of that video, though. You guys go, yeah, maybe he'll be your new intro guy when David uh, bites the dust. <laughs> Dude, that would be rad. I mean, also if he keeps talking about trees, it may happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Today's word, water. Everyone. <laughs> when you guys do that, I'm like, God damn it. Like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> That's because I have such love for the man. <laughs> Hey, you know, we do too. As That's do why I. we fly I know, out I know, every I know, week. I know, I <laughs> know. You guys spend the big dollars getting them out there every night, but yeah, man. <laughs> Jet Blue ain't cheap. Oh my god. <laughs> He's riding. He loves sturdy. the lighting. <laughs> Jet blue velvet. Yeah. Oh nice. perfect. It was right That's... there, dude. It was right. heated up for you. You should have hit we, it. All right, we, we need to hit our you know descending gear here. Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> for, sure, like for sure. It's gotten quite on. Um, so who was the band that you made the music video for? They're called Thin out of uh, New York City. They're they're like a grind, like a math core type thing, I guess. Um, it's good. Is that traditional spelling on Thin? Thin, yes. Okay. T-H-I-N. Yeah, yeah. I just was checking if there was another N in there or a P-H or something. You would think so, right? Um, you yeah, know. it's thin.nyc on Instagram. Dude, that's know. Randy's Twitter handle. <laughs> yep. Hey, also... Thinny. Thinny C. Now, I don't know how many people are familiar with it, but dude, Robbie, you, I love your art style. You gave me a picture one day at the Alamo of a ghost, and I've been holding that thing waiting to frame it because I, I just <sighs> love your art style. And... You you had some shirts come out, 
And I was like, dude, I need to get these. And you're like, that would be hilarious. And I was like, what, why, why did you have that reaction? And you're like, because it's like a DJ or who, who did you do that art for? Oh, the getter guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weird electronic music. It's nothing any of us would listen to. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. And some of it's kind of horror themed, but um, it's nothing any of us here would listen to. And That's it's so like, funny. Bop, bop, Hey, don't you put me in a box, baby. Hey, I, 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 I okay. Do you listen to dubstep Clark? Yes. Really? A little bit. All right. That's wild. Dude. Skrillex he, is my guy. When he's working on his FUPA, he, he plays dubstep. It, it's, it's very right. annoying. I call it FUPA X. <laughs> Randy, cut it. That was awful. My God, let's end on that note. No, I uh, I want to share all your stuff, Robbie, because I you have such I a big impact it. in art, and uh, I just I love you. I think you're one of the coolest people that we have the privilege to like uh, waste their time. I it's such <laughs> I an honor to get out with you, and uh, yet you're so like you never you're very humble, and I'm like uh, if you're not going to shout it out, we have to. So I. I'm very excited about getting that VHS tape. I'll just I appreciate that. it. I hope I can make this movie and I hope you and Oksana come out here and help me make it like morning deliveries. Oh, for sure. I, I couldn't have felt more like I was in the way at morning deliveries, but no, I'll come out there and you were great, the dude. again. And I, I wanted to say once, once more, I know I've texted you this in the past, but like living out here in the boonies, I don't really have any friends. I mean, I live with Angel, so, you know, I have that. Um, I love her, but listening to you guys every week, I'm like, ah, it's like, it's like, I don't know, a lifeline, I guess. I mean, I, I did have some friends move out here recently, um, so I do see them every once in a while, but in the tough times for like five, six months where I was like, fuck, I wish I had people to be weird with, like <laughs> listening to you guys talk on your podcast just like brought me some sort of relief or something like that i don't know so it, when you guys started doing the two times a week i was like thank fucking god like <laughs> i can listen to like it's like some sort of yeah I, I appreciate it though well thank you we don't deserve any of that and shit must be very bleak if we're your lifeline but <laughs> dude if yeah. you ever want to hang out this was a lot of fun and randy usually doesn't hang out for interviews so you know what you i mean like, for everybody else you yeah. froze a little bit but it's fine Rand that that's the benefit of doing the zoom thing uh everything's oh, an individual track yeah no, no it's, it's great. the opposite zencaster has the individual tracks but it'll be fine oh my god sorry you, Randy. Only, you only chime in <laughs> to fucking check me dude yeah Just how do you think case, he got you know. that how do you yeah. think he got that broken nose <laughs> oh my god you're looking oh, great randy it helps you breathe man it feels good I know I need to do that because I will die in my sleep in a hotel room and think <laughs> it's going to happen. Robbie, man, I, I, love I don't you, want dude. it to happen. Hey, love you guys. Thank you for staying up late. I know. I know you're a night owl. Like, OK, whenever people say they're a night owl, Robbie's a true one. If I want to get it Not anymore. Thing, really? Uh, since I moved here, I've been going to bed at like 10. No bullshit. I still hey. get texts from you at like 2, 3 a.m. 
Yeah, hey. you do. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new rule. There's no such thing as a day owl, dude. What? <laughs> All owls are night owls, bro. Who said day owl? And no. I did. There's no such thing as a day owl. So why you say night owl? Oh, it's my an owl. God. You know what That's I'm talking a about? Speak right there. Yeah, I'm bringing this. This is a 1980s <laughs> bit. Just imagine I'm wearing <laughs> denim on denim right now. Red Fucking, denim. Yeah, Jay Leno driving in a jalopy in Burbank. <laughs> you idiot! Fuck you, Robbie. Love you to death, man. Um, love you guys. Yeah, I don't know. Thank you for having me uh, again. Anytime, baby. Yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. <laughs>